<laughs> I thought I, was, I thought again I was doing something wrong. I just uh, I was like, oh my god, it's 802. Oh my god, it's 802. <laughs> I go, oh, you terrible. Can... You can blame me for that one. No problem there. Dave was late. Dave was, was late. late. You know that this is, the, you're the only, I, I clicked on my uh, Skype app. And the last time I had a discussion was January, I guess, I think it was 27th or something. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, the last it, time with you guys. It might have been us. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> That's so, funny. Cool. I guess, um, I guess we can get started then, right? Yeah. Yeah. I believe so. Are you I mean, ready, got, Simon? Got Simon? I'm uh, sitting in my garage, garage door open, doing absolutely nothing. Every uh, six or seven, eight minutes, my daughter swings by with her bike, so that's good. So we're all right. Let's go. All right, seven, awesome. eight minutes. Clock it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so with that being said, five, four, four three, two, and one. one. What an eventful past few days in the NHL, hasn't it been? Just Twitter's all a flutter about what's oh, gonna God. go what's gonna happen with the playoff format. It's 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 the only topic we have to talk about. And we're gonna talk about it for another <laughs> fifty-nine minutes. So my name's David O'Shea and I'm at Metal Dave Zero One on Twitter.com. I'm joined as always by Beth. Hi! I'm Cam! No, just kidding. No crap! Tackle. What are you I, doing? I messed it up. I was trying to do that video with um our small bean from Wisconsin. Um, oh, Cole Caulfield? Were you? Yes. He was like, "Hi, <laughs> I'm Cole." But I was looking at Cam Hillis's name in my notes. Oh no. So I messed it up. Anyway, I'm Beth. H i p e r h u i t on Twitter. And Veronica. Yeah, I am at C-H-I-L-E <laughs> underscore Pepper on Twitter. And we're joined tonight by the illustrious man in Montreal Ooh. himself, Ooh. Simon Salicus. Simon, how are you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing great. I'm doing, I'm doing great. Great weather here in the MTL, finally. So uh, quarantine life, uh, a little bit better than the last couple of days. It's nice. It's nice today. So a little bit more enjoyable. Yep, no, agreed. Uh, down here in New York, it's uh, it's also very nice, at least in the Albany area. A little bit humid, but sunny, and just, it's 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 great. It's a completely different world from last week, at least weather-wise, so for us, it's really nice. How's everything in Virginia, Beth? Um, we are having thunderstorms from today through Saturday. Fantastic. It is um, going to be around 66 degrees or 17 something 17 18 degrees uh the whole time which isn't bad i'm not mad about it and on the the uh west coast of veronica what do you have for us uh on the best coast we've had <laughs> uh, we've just gone past like seven straight days of rain and drove up to ashcroft what? yesterday and it's beautiful here it's in the mid-20s took the dog out earlier Shocking. and it's like yeah. Exactly. Might be, yes, I was just mentioning my dog. I was just out with her, and this might just be the last day of the year I'm wearing the long pants. Wow. It's hot. Ooh. It's nice. Put them away. That is, uh, <laughs> that is really important information, so yep. glad to hear it. Uh, You're so I guess the only Habs, like very Hab-centric news we have is that we have ourselves a new Hab contracted. Uh, for his entry-level deal in Cam Hillis. And I guess he was going to be one of uh, three possibilities. It was between Cam and I'm going to need a reminder on the other two uh, prospects that we didn't pick up. And I, I'm not entirely sure if they would still be eligible for... What's what what what's the whole thing, Simon? Ooh. Do you have any idea what I'm talking no, about? No, I don't. I, I Shane McShane? Yeah. Shane, yeah, Shane McShane, McShane is one of them. One. Yeah, and, and I don't remember... Yeah. But I don't know if dates have been pushed back now when it comes to, to signing or, or anything uh, along those lines, right? So, uh, e look, even Max Domi, right? If this was a regular yep. summer, we'd be like, oh, my God, June, you know, it's, it's right around the corner. <laughs> He's not, you know, so, and I don't even know what's going on with that date. Has that date been pushed back? I would imagine it has to be, right? Because 
just you got to gauge yourself, I think, with the draft, right? You've got to know who you're signing and who you want to deal and who you want to keep. And I think a lot of that, and that's why maybe there's a lot of press about when they're going to get the, the, the draft going, because I think it just becomes so difficult for general managers to, to get their lineup ready for whenever that is. And I'm talking about for, for the next season. I'm not talking about for whatever uh, playoff or non-playoff that comes up, hopefully, in the next uh, month or so. But uh, there's so many guys. Like, I, I don't know. Like, when's free, can't, July 1st can't be uh, free agent frenzy when they might be in the middle, or they, I'm hoping they're in the middle of, yes. of some type of playoff picture. And uh, and when it comes to signing your free agents, whether they're restricted or unrestricted, I, I don't know. I don't even know what those dates are anymore. I, I'm sure they're all tentative at this point. Everything. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think the, the most no, news we've had is just speculation so far. At least it started heating up in the past uh, day or two. So, Simon, I'm hearing that you are in favor then of having some sort of playoff. I'm in favor of anything. Uh, OK. Yeah. Look, there, there's two ways to look at it. Um, if they were to play some type of season and I would still, you know, if I went in and on TSN 690 in the summer after whatever playoffs are done or this, I would still hold the Canadians accountable for this year. I would still look at them as a season, uh, with a non-playoff, uh, appearance, just the mathematics were completely screwed against them. But to say that that's fine. And then they might shock the world and make a deep run. And then I don't even know what to do after that, because it's like, Oh, they didn't make the playoffs. You know, head should roll. Oh, by the way, you know, the Canadians are dropping the puck tonight for game one of the Eastern conference finals. So it's, it's such a mess, but I'm like, can we just like, you know, I, this is the thing I don't get. This is my disconnect. So many people about, you know, the NBA and the NHL do the right thing and locking it down. Let's shut it down. You know, like being so righteous about this. Like, I, I don't know. I spoke to my barber today. The guy's going back to work in 10 days. He's thoroughly excited. You know, all my restaurateur friends are, you know, they're hoping that in the next month or so they get back to work. I, I went to the SAQ down the street. It's, it's government run. They were open. Uh, the uh, Walmart was open. The Renault Depot was open. The Canadian uh, Tire was open. It's just, I don't get this, like, oh, the NHL should do the righteous thing and shut down. Like, why? <laughs> all, all you got to do is sit on your couch and watch it. Like, what is what are your concerns? Like, I understand the health risks, but if you don't want the NHL to come back, then get on your high horse and then talk about shutting down everything. The Canadian Tire or, you know, my wife wanted a bottle of Kim Crawford. I had to go get it. I, I can imagine how many people <laughs> touched that bottle of Kim Crawford from the time it arrived here in the city till it got to the shelf at the SAQ. So uh, I just want anything back. I, I spent a month watching six seasons of The Sopranos with my wife for the first time. I'd never seen The Sopranos. I watched Money Heist. I watched Fauda. I watched. I caught up on Peaky Blinders. I'm like, I'm done. I'm, I'm like, I don't oh, want. Oh like, no! Well, yeah. you haven't seen Ozark? No, I. But I, Veronica, I can't sit on my couch anymore. I can't do it. I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> You're gonna have and, to. So you know, yeah, I guess. And so I'm just looking at. You know, everybody's. Like, I, I thoroughly love The Last Dance, and and that was great. But like, can we get something like? It's not normal. The Canadians don't. I don't believe they deserve to be in the playoffs, but they will be. Who cares? Let's. Drop a puck anywhere. I, I, I don't. The, well, the, whole, the whole year is a write off from every standpoint, whether yes. you're a real estate broker, a mortgage broker. This is it's a pandemic. We know nothing about how we're supposed to live in one, get out of one, recover the economy. So, OK, the Canadians don't deserve to be in the playoffs. Neither do the Blackhawks. Great. But let, let's go. Let, let's watch him play a, a, a playing <laughs> game. I'm all for it. But so, Simon, so on the other on the other there's two other sides to that. Uh, never mind all the let's get reopening and all that stuff. I, I would not care if they didn't play a playoffs. I really wouldn't. But if they do, I'm going to be watching. <laughs> There's exactly. no question yeah. that I'm going to be watching. But, um, I mean, we also don't know teams that, you know, where they ended up in March, that they wouldn't have ended up out of a playoff spot. Or teams that are now were, were at, at the middle of March outside of a playoff spot, that if they would have been in a playoff spot. So there's all yeah. of those other, like, there's no definite, you know, who deserves to be there, who, des who doesn't deserve to be there. With Chicago and Montreal in this playoffs, it's going to be better for hockey. It's going to be better for fun. It's going to be better for fans it's going to be better for rivalry it's and, just going to be it's going to be good too. Like, yes yeah the nhl is not the national football league so and you know the, the the guys who play in the nhl are wealthy yeah but you know what i know enough wealthy people that they don't want to give 20 25 of their 
income back to the league and then go back next year and play in front of uh, empty arenas as well. So, you know, people are like, oh, they're doing it for the money. I'm like, my good, no, good, good Lord. I get out of bed every day because of the money. Like, I get out of bed to feed my kids. Like, it's, it's about the money. Like, like, this is shocking to people that, you know, oh, they're, they're only doing it about the money. Okay, great. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, that's it. And, and, yeah. and, and Bergevin is only going to sign a guy who thinks he's affordable for the money and players are going to test free agency because they want more money. And, mm-hmm. and welcome to the national, welcome to pro sports. If you just found out it's about the money, well, you missed a, you've missed a little bit uh, the last uh, 100 years. Absolutely. The second yeah. thing that I wanted to say is that, and we've talked about this how many times now, three years in a row, that in particular this year is going to be unique if the playoffs happen the way that it appears that they're going to be happening. But every year the playoffs is a brand new season. So stop moaning and groaning about Montreal deserving or not to be there. Once they're there, it's a brand new season. We've got healthy bodies. Who knows if Romanov can play? We've got people who are rested up, including Carey Price and Shea Weber. Yeah. And it's a brand new season. Anything can happen. Don't don't moan and groan about who deserves to be there or not. Nashville Predators three years ago barely squeaked in. They like the the door was hitting them on the ass on the way in, and yep. they made it all the way to the finals. Yeah. So don't get so righteous and Puritan or whatever purist about what's right and what's wrong and just play hockey. That's it. Please play hockey. And and if it's the NBA that's going to do the same thing, it's whether it's normal or not normal, like, but we're not living in a normal time with, you know, it's, I don't remember shutting down a season for three months in any sport and, and, you know, because of, uh, of a pandemic. All sports. All sports. If you you ask my, you know, my, great uncle if he's around somewhere and you know he'll maybe tell me a story where they shut down sports in world war ii yeah great okay that's how far back we have to go so there's no script here for me there's yes. no script it, there's just uh, enjoy the ride and and, and see yeah. how it plays out and if the canadians win a cup if the rest yes. of the wants, wants to put an asterisk that's fine sure do i don't no care problem. go for it yeah. i'll yeah. take a covid cup come on we'll do <laughs> it would be the biggest playoffs ever ever played <laughs> and you tell me that the Bruins couldn't win it? I mean, come on now. Yeah. I I made a I made a tweet about this before. It was very good. If, if you're telling me that the Habs, who were swept by Detroit and had two eight-game winless streaks, end up with the Cup this year, that's a story. That's a DVD. That's a Blu-ray collection <laughs> set right there. Yeah. They mean, would I they mean, would do a Last Dance about yes this year Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. All that happened was that all that Brennan Gallagher did for three months, he was on TikTok, man. Once he started playing <laughs> hockey again, he was a new guy. We had no idea he'd get three hat tricks in the course of like this two month playoff. It was amazing. Or whatever. But yeah, no, I'm I'm totally I'm it's I see both sides, of course. There's the health concerns. There's also but to me I'm always thinking about Simon, exactly as you said, the money. And the NHL is not as flush as other leagues, so they're gonna do everything in their power to get players on the ice no matter what and yeah, i think and, uh, yeah yeah go and ahead I think you, like like you said about the health concern uh I'm not that i i you know i've you know for two months i haven't done nothing you know i i you know i even took a shot like i, I wasn't totally thrilled about what phil deno said about being away from his family for three months i'm like phil man you're you're the one percentile like you never have to worry about you know like when it's time for the kids check you know school check gonna go through like your property taxes like if you got to stay away from your kids for three months that sucks i get it but dude i've been home for almost three months not making any money not a much better feeling so there's a balance here but if you want to put into the equation about the health issue i'm not telling they test you know canadians are in the playoffs they go and test six habs players and 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 six of them test positive shut it down shut down the canadians or, or do what you have to do and and, and I don't know if you have to remove them from the equation. That's where it's going to get really funky. But I'm not saying to go do this and risk everything. I'm, I'm go do this. Uh, uh, no different than we're, we're doing it here with, you know, barbershops and and stores and everything. And, and the moment we see that the, the, the numbers are skewed against you where the test yes. numbers come out and there's, it's too positive, then you can shut down the whole damn thing. But I'm not, you know, because the, 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 the backlash, I hear, don't you care about people? I'm like, but that's not what we're doing here. Like if. If you send somebody and you go and they, they sequester themselves in Vegas and, you know, several players come down with it and there's, there's an issue, shut the whole damn thing down. 
But until you get to that, you, you might as well give it a run here. Uh, at least that's what I would think. Give it a try. And that's all you can do, essentially. And I can't imagine, because even though, yes, they're not as flush as the NFL or whatever, um, they, they've still got a lot of money. And there's no way that they're going to be going into this without having all of the T's crossed. I'm not concerned about that and having all of the rules, you know, whatever, rewritten for COVID or whatever. I, I think it's yeah. going to be really exciting. And the other thing that you mentioned, Dave, yesterday is <laughs> watching a hockey game with no spectator noise and just hearing <laughs> the skates and the sticks and the puck and the, you know, everything, just, the boards. Remember when awesome. the, when the, um, the color commentators went out on that one game in the middle of the season and all you could yes. hear was the on ice noise. <laughs> yes. And everybody like was, was like, it was, was too rather much. pleasant. Turn back on. <laughs> it was awesome. Don't turn <laughs> Nothing against Brian Ludrick, who we love. Yes. Oh, Brian's the yes. best. Brian's yes. an angel friend of the podcast as well. So, yeah. Yes. I don't know, you know, it's, it's amazing how many people are concerned about the, the crowd noise. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I've been to, you know, when the Habs are, are struggling, guys, you can go to a bar in the city. If that bar is a bar that makes a buck off the Habs and, and the Habs playing a regular season game with the sound on, okay, uh, it, it's one thing. But a lot of bars won't give up their their music or their live music on a thursday night they'll put the habs on but not at the they're not gonna put the sound at the expense of hurting the drinking crowd or stuff like that oh yeah and and, yeah. and i go to these places and i have a, a pint and some wings and and watch the game like you know how many times like i'm listening to a hip cover band and i'm watching the habs i can't hear what's going on at the bell center i don't know if they're chanting or booze or this or that like what's the difference i'm like just sit in front of your tv put on some music and pretend you're at a bar at this point you know like yeah i i, I get the crowd <laughs> ambiance again but, but like i, I don't want to watch ozark i, I don't want to watch any of these things i want to watch oh you're missing uh, out hi you know i know but I want to watch high-end <laughs> elite sports, and if there's nobody screaming in the back and out, so be it, you know? Okay. So it's a, that's another aspect of it that I think will be really interesting is that as professional as hockey players are, uh, of course they're hearing the crowd, but if they don't have a crowd to listen to, how much more dialed in are they in that aspect? I think that'd be super interesting to see. Yeah. I, I would think it's a, it's a weird dynamic, right? I, mm -hmm. I, I think it's a, like even, you know, careful what you call the other guy, you know, like the whole world can hear you, you know, there's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's not going to be lost in translation or anything. Like no. that. It's, it's going to be perfect right there. But I would imagine it's, it's very odd for them. Uh, you know, it becomes like, you know, I guess what it is at, uh, in Brassard at, at Place Bell where they, where they practice, but it's going to be very odd for them too, but they'll, they'll manage and they'll survive. Yeah, yeah for sure. My... Can I go back to something that you said about Philippe Dano? Yes. <clears throat> Where what what he said, what he said was like a few weeks ago. And the way that I understood it, and I guess just as a parent, you're, I, the way that I heard it was like, you know, six weeks ago, four weeks ago, even things were scary. Yeah. We didn't know what we were in for. We didn't know, True. you know, different world. And so I think that that's kind of what he was going going for. It's like, I kind of don't want to leave my young family yes. and wife. It was definitely, right there was now. definitely, yes, absolutely. There was definitely that in there. Yeah. Uh, but again, for me, it's like, you know, we send uh, our men and women, both our great countries, yeah. they go away for very long times in very distant places and very bad places and they don't see their family. Well, but yes, that's, get, yes. They're, you know, they, you don't, and again, can't compare it's, them. It's, no, you can't compare them, but it's like, it's sensitive because it's like, Phil, I get it, bro. It's hard. I got two little girls too. And it, yeah. when they sleep over at my sister-in-law's, I can't wait to see them the next day. I get that. But, you know, you're, you're talking to a lot of people, uh, Veronica, that are sitting at home for two months now, going on three months with no pays or very yes. little pay. And yes, the kids are running around, not an easier environment. And it's not a shot at Phil because a couple of the baseball guys came out and said their things too. And I'm like, just to me, just back away from this. Don't answer this question. Just, you know, whatever yeah. the NHL decides, uh, we're going to do. Uh, yeah. Uh, we're going to give it, uh, you know, uh, the boys are going to show up and we're going <laughs> to play hard and uh, 110% and, uh, you know, everybody in this room is going to want to win. Just just give me that, please. As much yeah, as I Yeah, what that, a veteran. Give me that. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're really good at that, now. Simon. Okay. Yeah. That's my, just, it's my uh, Josh George's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my uh, big thing that, like, it's, it's a logistics thing. 
is border crossing between like at between rounds like yes we're gonna have these hub cities and everything but you don't know what the matchups are gonna be after the first second third etc rounds and as of right now it's still mandated two weeks of self-isolation so that's something that's gonna have to be figured out before um this can all go down yeah, absolutely. I, I just think it's going to play out in two or three cities. Uh, I think Vegas is definitely going to be because they have the they have two facilities and they also don't need, you know, you don't need a large drink anymore. You just need a practice facility that's, you know, NHL size. And I, 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 I can just see them putting, uh, if Quebec wasn't a disaster, um, Montreal would be a great place. You can tuck, uh, you know, three, four yeah. teams around the Bell Center, three, four teams around uh, in Laval. But the, the, I don't think they're coming here now. But with Vegas... You can literally put teams, you know, you could put the, the Panthers on the second floor, the Habs on the third floor, and, and, and you're talking about getting to the arena from, like, underground almost. Uh, so I, I think Vegas will be a city. I think we're, I think we're going to see, guys, what I think we're going to see is we're going to see puck drop at noon, uh, next puck drop at uh, 3 o'clock, and then we're going to see another game at 6 o'clock and another game at 9 o'clock and another game at uh, 10 o'clock. I, that, that's what I think we're going to see from pretty much the same sites. Mm. Yeah, the Vegas thing is really nice because I've actually been to the practice facility for Vegas, and it's literally right next to one of the bigger casinos. And Lord, I can't recall it. But like it, the logistics, as Beth is concerned about, is like everything in Vegas is so damn close that they could go ship from one place to the other. And uh, yeah, that's it, I, it wouldn't surprise me in the least. And I would be thrilled because I could easily go to vegas i cannot easily go to canada right now yeah if anything works out so well i don't think you're going to get into the building though dave i don't want to break your heart or anything yeah no no i know but i would i would i would just and you'd have to start camp out with a sign at least there you go yeah (laughs) but i I think it's going to be done i I just I, i just can't see how they don't care about starting the 2020 2021 season in december like they don't care about that uh they'll, they'll get rid of a uh, bye week they'll get rid of uh, all-star weekend they'll yeah. play every second night uh so they're gonna get it all in i just again it, i think it just it's gonna come down to financials and they need it and i know that i read a nice article about nbc uh nbc sports they don't have the olympics so again this summer yeah. is, mm. they, they had three weeks of wall to wall pretty much 24 7 olympics coverage so they lost that as well uh, i don't think that they're willing to lose uh the nhl playoffs so i think they'll get a push from their tv guys as well and, and when the tv guys push uh I, you know they're cutting these checks I, I think the nhl is gonna gonna make it happen and again all the more reason to have like you know an excess of precautions in place because if you know because of the almighty dollar everybody's getting getting out there and playing these playoffs so that NBC can be happy and Gary Bettman can be happy and the owners can be happy if there is an outbreak you know so that's why yeah, that's why I'm even more be, confident that they're going to have uh, the right measures in place if yeah. that happens, yeah. yeah. So they would be super careful about all. They're that. looking, at, but that's why I think this Sunday I watched five minutes of the uh, Bundesliga, the German soccer league. I watched five minutes. I got to think Gary Bettman and Bill Daly and Adam Silver from the NBA and every commissioner and every owner was locked in on everything coming out of the mm. German sports scene. Right. And they will be, and I think they'll be locked on that for the next week to two weeks to see what's going on there. How are they doing it? Uh, and you know how are you know how are their play, you know, players getting to and from? I, I heard like one of the German teams they literally had to do it like a you know U9 soccer. You had to show up to the uh, facilities uh, in gear, ready to go. Like, <laughs> oh <my laughs> Stretching the minivan, well, and uh, they they walked in literally, and they as little time as they did in, in the locker room, they kept them you know at arm's length and off onto the field they went. And I, I heard the same thing for baseball. They're they're gonna ask players to show up with their gear and. And ready to go. No showers. No. Yeah, I heard that too. No showers. I was like, whoa. Well, and I heard. So they smell bad. (laughs) Just wash your hands. That um, (laughs) the meeting that was that was today, um, it was where the hub cities were uh being looked. The hub cities that were being looked at were ones that had like multiple locker rooms that could be cleaned in 
switched around between teams and games and stuff. So like four teams could be using them at once. And yeah. And how about like stuff like that? Or, 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 you know, uh, places where the, the virus has been pretty well contained. There's got to be a rink. The blades play in Saskatchewan. Is that a, in Saskatoon, is that an NHL size rink? I would imagine it is. I can't see Because that would be amazing for the city, even though nobody can go to the game. I I do they have the hotels, the facilities? The, no disrespect. I hope nobody. Um, I don't want any the, backlash. There, there's a, there's but, a nice hotel there on the river. There you go. That's yeah, one. That's one. There's there's <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> there's hotels yeah. and motels. Yeah. 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 Awesome. And Holiday Inns. That's right. Yeah. Everywhere you go. Wow, that'd be something. Oh, there's a, there's just... a Best Western. It has um, uh, water slide. How's the breakfast? Yeah. <laughs> oh, what? But the water slide, who cares about the breakfast? Yeah. McDonald's, Dave, get your ass <laughs> Anyway. I was just I was just thinking, I'm uh, I'm wondering if Lake Placid would be considered because that definitely has facilities there. So I'm just thinking off the top of my head though. It'd be cool if Lake Placid had playoff hockey. Oh, I'm sure like well, you you just gotta go like into in mid to Minnesota. Like, you know, they have Oh yeah. Yeah. It's the hockey hotbed in the States. There's gotta be uh in the Minneapolis St. Paul. I can gar I, I'm just guessing you know, there's gotta be at least three colleges, another high school that's got a I'm sure a state of the art rink and of course uh uh wherever the wilds facilities are. The, I, I think you know it's funny you say that about Saskatchewan, but it, but interesting if they, they got him to do that. Because at that point you're not worried about showcasing a city or, or no. anything like that. You just want you want your players to be as safe as possible. And if you start going to these places uh, that have had a very low infection uh, rate, it might, it might be interesting. I look, they even said Toronto, right? And, and, and the Ontario is getting better by the day, or it seems like uh, it is. I hope it is. But, you know, you, they were on the short list as well. And again, I think it comes down to, to maybe uh, the ability to be really right on top of whatever arena you want those teams to be at. Yeah. Do and you think, think you know, that... Keep going. Go Beth. <clears throat> uh, I was like, do you think that um, if they tried to have it all be, like, say, have had they tried to have all the hub cities be in the United States, do you think there would be backlash? I hope not. So they're, they'd have to worry about border crossings. Yeah, I think uh, uh, yes, uh, unless they just say uh, we're putting eight teams in Toronto, we're putting eight teams in Vegas, whichever team comes out of each side, and we pick the neutral site for a, for a Stanley Cup. Uh, but no, I, I, there's no way you can be playing on a Monday in Toronto and then playing on a Wednesday or Thursday in Vegas. I don't think they're yeah. going to, I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're just going to set it up East and West, uh, every, you know, you have your neutral site and, and that'll be it because they can't be like, again, you know, we want the players, you know, they want to do everything they can for their safety. And I just can't think putting them, you know, through airports and planes and all these things is ideal at this point. They want to put him into surroundings that they know like this is the team bus we just spent x amount of dollars and we had seven or eight people completely disinfected get on the bus get to your hotel rooms where again we've had our staff and everybody else's staff and everything is disinfected and here comes your food up which again everything was disinfected by nhl whatever representatives so i I think they want to keep it like that when you start flying at that point, it's it's you, you lose some of that control, right? You don't know what happens in an airport. You don't know who's in an airport. You don't know who's sitting on that flight uh, before whatever NHL team was. So I think it's going to be two cities that are going to lock it down. That's it. That makes sense. <clears throat> Gary Bettman should be paying you. He should hire you. He should. Simon, he get, get you off that couch. Seriously. Crunching uh, some. <laughs> I want to see what the NBA is going to do. Because if the NBA That'd says, here's middle finger for you, we're taking we're taking Vegas which the NBA has. Oh, shit. Uh, I know that the NHL has a, a team in Vegas, but the NBA has a tremendous uh, footprint in Vegas for years now. They have, a, at the beginning of the season, which is something I've been screaming the NHL to do, is they have their rookies and uh, first rookies and guys who just finished their rookie season. Uh, they have an outstanding rookie tournament. It's uh, Every team is represented, and it's a big deal, and people show up, and they fill up venues of 10, 12,000 people, like Zion Williams when he was there this year. So, I, I, you know, I'm sure the NBA has... As I, I'm hoping they're in talks with the NBA too, because I, I just can't see them putting everybody on, on in one city. That would be too much, I think, of a strain on that city. But it, where does the NBA go from here? They're not going to. Mm. I doubt they're going to Toronto because you know they're they're not going to move. Uh, you know, you're not going to make guys cross the border for the one team that's outside the U.S. 
Uh, Batman should hire you, Simon. That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> we'll start a, a petition. Thinking. If you can do that, I'd really appreciate it. I think my wife <laughs> hey, has you know what? no problem moving to Manhattan. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to show you around at with, some point. Um, with Breadman. Panarin. Panarin. Ooh, yeah, I wouldn't mind that at all. <laughs> there's like one a... final thing yeah he's i like him um there's one final thing that i want to say about all of the um you know when you um, it was habs chronicle yesterday who posted the question if montreal wins the stanley cup this year would you know whatever it is would this be a tainted would would it be a tainted cup or whatever not to be is there a better word than tainted? <laughs> in particular, he was saying that uh, any any the, if the Habs win it, we will be flamed by all the other fan bases. Yes. And it's like, uh, I don't really care. I don't really care. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather, we would I'd be, rather but... have the silver. Come on. Yeah. 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 I think anybody, whoever wins it, uh, it will be slightly tainted. That, uh, and, uh, you know, you can say it about any strike year. Uh, as exactly. well, but at the end of the day, you know, Gary Bettman's going to be on the ice and he's going to hand that uh, uh, Stanley Cup to a captain, and that's it. And it's going down in the record books. What you choose to, you know, if the Canadians win a, a polarizing fan base and the, the Leafs are polarizing or the Bruins, like nobody's going to give them their props. So you can remember that, unless it's like a, a really nice story of, you know, I don't know. Give me a nice story. I don't know. Florida is yeah. a cute story or something. Uh, then people will rally behind it the same way they rallied behind St. Louis. But it, it, whoever wins the cup this year, no, nobody else's fan base is going to is gonna give it credit. But when we're long and gone, it's going to be 25 for the Canadians. It's going to be one for Vegas. It's going to be two for Tampa Bay. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And, it's, and, and not only that, Simon, every year the Stanley Cup has a different storyline like last year whoa st louis won it but yeah but you know now everybody thinks they can be in st louis you know there's always chit chat around any stanley cup winner every year and i don't remember the lot like the chicago cup that they won in that uh, shot uh, lockout short season yeah but mm -hmm. people don't really talk about that as far as i know no, I, I haven't. So I don't that remember which one that was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I, I know that they won one cup during during the strike year. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, it's funny because yesterday in the last dance, we were talking about if Jordan and Pippen came back for number seven or four in a row. And the, the year following that, that was a strike year. And they said that you look at that. That might have actually benefited a ball club that was absolutely beat up and everything. You think if Jordan would have won his seventh title, his four in a row, today we'd be, oh, yeah, you know, he did win seven. He did win four in a row. He's <laughs> the greatest basketball player ever, but he did yes. it, you know, in a strike-shortened season. So, look, the Blackhawks did it. And I don't know, was that the year they beat uh, the Flyers? Was that the year they beat uh, the um, Bruins? I don't know. I don't either. I don't know. Oh, it doesn't matter. Do you know what else <laughs> happened in that lockout-shortened season? Oh, uh, here we go. I, know. I, thought I, know. We were, I thought we were going to go through a whole month without mentioning this, but here we are. <laughs> okay, go for it, Veronica. P.K. Subban won his Norris Trophy in yes. the lockout certain season. And I, and I remember taking, and I'm a huge P.K. Subban fan, and I remember taking an incredible amount of backlash because I the season, and people went crazy on me, probably at the time Veronica. But <laughs> my only thing was, if you have if you have a son who plays in the NHL and the the award the the, the Norris Trophy a hundred years and there's one year that they give it out at when you only play half a season you're like damn why can't my son win one of the other ninety nine Norris trophies <laughs> like there's a, there's an element there that you know like you something happens there's there's thirty five you know games left to be played you know you, you the wear and tear the grind and and I love Subban but I don't think he goes on to win a Norris Trophy that year simply because if you remember what happens, Carey Price gets hurt in the Ottawa series, right? And that would have, I, it would have been, I think it was game three or four, and that would have been game 45, 46, 47, 48, whatever it is of, a, mm -hmm. of an NHL season because he would have got the start. 
And let's just say I'm quite certain the Canadians' numbers and PK's numbers would have suffered uh, if uh, Gary Price wasn't playing the last 30 games of, of an NHL season. But at the end of the day, he's a Norris Trophy winner, so that, that's all that matters. That's exactly right. They all, all of the other D-men had the same opportunity to win the Norris Trophy that season as he had. And they didn't. Yeah, and they didn't. they didn't. And he did. Yeah. did yeah. He gave an yeah. interview last week, Simon, where he said that he still is uh, considers himself one of the top demon in the NHL. Did you hear about that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. So what do you say? On a Monday. He's oh yeah. No, no, he's not. I'd love to. I'd love to say he is, <laughs> but uh, there isn't uh, an element of his game. Like the the. the the one thing that I find uh, fascinating uh, about PK is like the guy, like even so Weber, confident. John Carl. Uh, no, but that I love, Veronica. Yeah. The last thing I ever want to hear from a professional player, and the one thing I said on SiriusXM is like, it's bottom of the ninth. You need a run. You have a guy on third base. The guy that <laughs> is going to the plate is a 200 average. The last thing I want to hear from that guy's mouth is, Coach, I'm I'm a 200 hitter. I suck. No, <laughs> go out there. And, Go there. I want you to. Uh, you want that guy to go up to the batter's box thinking he's Mickey Mantle, because that that's half the battle right there. So exactly. I did love that part that 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 Subban mentioned that. But like you know, like Carlson and Weber, and Eric Carlson as well. Like you 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 can make you can really have a good season by and Connor McDavid the same thing and Patrick Kane. You make a living picking up power play points, and he doesn't do that anymore. And I don't watch the Devils at all unless they're playing the Canadians. There's no reason for me. It's it's just not a fun team to watch. Even with you know when Subban got there, I watched a period or two. I'm like, Oof, this is this is this is tough to watch. But he's not even making a living on the power play anymore, and that's the part that I find shocking because. There's always PK is always going to be a little bit of a liability in his end, just like Eric Carlson. You take chances, you cheat. Uh, that's you. You turn the puck over. That's fine. You can you live with that element of his game. But at that point, it's you're, you're handing in 50, 55 points a season with 25 to 28 points on the power play. And uh, as an organization, you live with that. And you might you might be very content with that. But, you know, just seeing the numbers on a nightly basis, like no goals on the power play, not even, you know, not even a, a secondary assist on the power play. That to me is is was, was quite shocking because you could be a very bad team and still have a, a very good power play. And you could be a very good team with with a bad power play. Uh, you go back to that Nashville team a couple of years ago that made the playoffs to the worst power play in the league. And Subban was on that team. But it just he doesn't even pick up points on the power play anymore. No. And, and and he doesn't even play on the power play anymore. That that's the one thing that you know what? I thought he'd be able to make a living for a long time yeah. on that hash yeah. mark, taking that shot, you know, and, and, and being productive from back there. So as much as I love PK, no, he's I, I don't think he's one of the uh, I'm pretty certain there's a good fifteen, twenty, if not more defensemen right now that can say that they've got a better game than him. Yeah. Somebody said he wasn't even the best D-man on the Devils. So that's oh, without a doubt, that's I would not, say yeah. that. I don't even know yeah. any of the Devils. I've seen them. <laughs> no, that he is not the best D-man on the Devils. Oh, I know. <laughs> no, I think Sorry? Uh, the thing with PK, um, man, especially with the power play, is that he had the great fortune of playing with Markov, who definitely knows exactly what he's doing all the time on the power play for you know the years that they played together since he got you know when he was traded to the predators i'm not even sure who his partner was because you know they started him you know what second pairing moved him down to third and then he kind of floated in between there he was never their go-to guy same thing happened in jersey well jersey was look when he was in nashville and i watched a lot of the nashville games he was playing a lot uh with uh uh, was it Ellis or Echo? One of the two. He started were, with one guy I, and then he yeah. moved. But he was he he got the more he got the more difficult matchups. Like the first two years in Nashville, the oh. year that they went to the Cup, uh, he got you know the, from the analytics perspective, he got the much more uh, difficult uh, matchups, and and that's good. And if and if it comes at the expense of your points, you can live with that, right? If you're out there, your your defenseman's out there chasing the other team's top line and he's not producing, you could live with that. But th- that's not what's happened. Uh, his last year in Nashville, and that's right. not what happened in New Jersey. That's a bad hockey team, uh, but still, yeah, I'm, the, the drop off has been pretty substantial. Yeah, I'm. I I I, um, I mean, I heard. I didn't read that article. I just saw the headline. I was like, ah, okay. 
Um, but I did hear our friend Dennis Bernstein on with Knuckles on Friday. Yes. And he he did read the article. He had he had he had you know he's got his opinions and they're all very very good and very well stated. But um, one thing that he did mention, I guess, that was in that article is that he was sort of ish blaming the team that he's on. So. I don't know, man. They're they're not a good team. They're not a good team, but I watched PK last year at least three times, and he doesn't even look like he remembers how to skate. I don't know what's happening with him. No, and and, and they're not a good team, uh, but he's he's not playing well on a bad team. You know? Yeah. uh, It's not like, you know, it's not like you're tuning in and uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a bad team. And just you know, with the, with you know, it's not like with the Florida Panthers. You tuned in and you saw Barkov, and you're like, okay, team. But uh, this kid, this kid's special, right? Because uh, he did something, or he, like I said, you always say, you go out there for 60 minutes and you try to find a way to distinguish yourself. PK wasn't doing that in New Jersey. It wasn't a bad team, and when he was on the ice, they, they were a better team. He was unfortunately for PK part of the problem. But again, young team. But I think there's ways to go before that team's a lot better. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, the Devils they have a they have a lot more to figure out than PK. So yeah, they sure do. Anyway, I, I think that's the it. Playoffs? No, I, it's a playoff no. No. the Devils. Yeah, <laughs> no, that would be so funny. No, no. I have things if if we're moving on. I don't know, Veronica said that. Say something. Okay. I've seen a couple things um, in various places on Twitter and elsewhere about potentially offer sheeting Sergachev. Yeah. Um, That's not going to happen. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. That's a, uh, um, if, 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 if I'm Jeff Molson and, uh, and Mark Bridgman walks into my office and says, I want to, I want to offer yeah. you a good job. I'd say, okay, okay on the way out, take, yeah, take your nameplate off the door. And, <laughs> yeah, and, I, would, yes. I, would, I would be mad. Yeah. Um, I think they should offer you. I don't, I don't know what the list is of unrestricted free agents, but I'd love – listen, I didn't like the amount of money. Like, I, 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 I would have given Aho – I would have given Aho Marner money. It just – for me, it was a slam dunk. I would have, uh, I would have given him 11, 12. He's worth 10 on the open market. You suck at center. You haven't had a center in 30 years. He's 21. He scores 30 goals. Like, can you imagine him, Domi, and then you put Kokinemi way, way behind him with, like, give him time to develop. Uh, but I love what he did, and I hope he does it again. I hope he offer sheets everybody. They just fucking spitting them out of the factory. Yeah, just, one just do it. Just, just, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Just just make it rain. Get us those yeah. offer sheets. Anybody, everybody, please. Everybody gets an offer sheet. Everybody. I don't care what it is. But it's good that he what did about- that. Oh, sorry. What? Go ahead. I was gonna say, what about Tori Krug, who is not a center? I I don't know if I would offer sheet him. I I'd make him an offer, but I don't know. Um, the the Romanov thing. Okay, so where does Romanov play? Is he a top four? Uh, I don't know, cause I I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, I've watched zero minutes of the Continental <laughs> Hockey League. Uh, not okay. a minute. Yeah, not a minute. Whatever pops up on my timeline, and I click, and if it's more than twenty seconds, forget it. <laughs> um, so if if you think Romanov is a top four, and when I mean a top four, he doesn't have to be a top four. Let's just say in a traditional matter this October, but you think he'll be uh, next year, then okay. What do you do with Petrie? If Petrie walks, because Weber's in the top four, uh, I think Ben Chirot is again. I think he's top four. Uh, then Romanov and Petrie. Then where do you put Krug? If you slide Krug ahead of Romanov, that's fine. He's a young man. He hasn't mm-hmm. played a, a minute in the NHL. Uh, but I, I think it's something the Canadians would need. But I just, if I'm going to offer sheet somebody, I, again, I'm going to go with somebody that makes an impact. Corey Krug makes you a better, Tory Krug makes you a better team. But I'm, I'm, I'm on a, I, I'm looking for an impact player. Okay. Thank yeah, you. but I think he makes you better. But I just don't know where you slide him yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. Anything? If, if Romanov is in your top four, does he continue to be in your top four? I don't know. Okay. I dig it. Thank you. Because yeah. I mean, I I am not so secretly a fan of Tory Krugs, and 
I like the idea of him on the Habs, but I needed an unbiased opinion. That'd be fun. That would be fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He fit, that's All for right. sure. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine and- him and Gallagher? I mean, yeah, they've had their scuffles in the past, but... It's, it's some weird audio thing going on right now. Is, oh, is, is anybody you? there? Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, yeah, him Sorry. and Gallagher, I don't care. I don't care about their relationship. <laughs> like, but here, uh, I just go back to Detroit Pistons destroyed Dennis Rod, excuse me, destroyed Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. The Detroit Pistons were the most hated team in maybe Chicago history. <laughs> They hated them, <laughs> and then when they needed when they needed Dennis Rodman, they didn't ask Michael Jordan or Scottie Pippen if Jordan if if it's okay we went and got Dennis Rodman. We need a defense. We need a we need an ass out there, and we need a guy that can rebound. And Dennis <laughs> Rodman is the best at that. And you know what? I, Michael Jordan said that I bet you the same thing Brendan Gallagher would say like bring him on, bring him aboard. So, <laughs> you know. Um, and then we have before we go. We have to talk yes. about Mark Bergevin's tattoos. <laughs> that was a little bit of a surprise. Do you know what we're talking about, <laughs> I was surprised. I, I think it was with the mask, right? Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. those were not there last year. Nope. You don't think so? Nope. No. Because no, he, he posted the last time we saw him in short sleeves. Oh, no. It was um the the, goal, the golf tournament with uh, Max Pacioretty. Was it those? Yeah, like, so that's like two aren't years they ago. like uh, ago. they were all the way down the sleeve though? Like weren't they up like a two the his elbows? To his elbows, eh? That, I'm gonna have to go look back at the Max Pacioretty mm, picture. Me, so hold, no, like, I ha- hold on. I have a save. <laughs> I have a save. <laughs> yeah, there's two his elbows. <laughs> yeah. Why are you laughing? Are you surprised? <laughs> I'm not laughing. I'm I'm completely unsurprised. It just it made no. me happy. Yeah, is <laughs> a Virgin is a baller. And like, I don't oh, know, yeah. I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that tattoo, I have a tattoo, I'm not a baller because I have a tattoo, but like, you know, when I've seen him out, the man doesn't dress like a, like a general manager, like the guy walks in, like I've been to a couple of restaurants, like, you know, slightly supper clubs and stuff like that. Uh, Mark Bridgman walks in, man, he's, he's got the perfect, perfect shirt, he's got the, the hair is perfectly coiffed, uh, I, I guess he's. In, in Chicago, there in the, in the fashion district, there or whatever, and he's brought the uh, well, even in the city, of course, here they, people usually dress pretty well. But uh, the tattoos to me were not shocking at all. If they were like on maybe Jacques Lemaire, I would have been shocked, but uh, <laughs> no, no, not on Mark Bergevin. I actually didn't even think anything of the photo until I saw it. Like Dave sent it to us in DMs, and it was just like, wait, wait a second. Well, I thought it was like, I a yeah, line but... cook. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. To me, it's surprising yeah. that I don't know if I'm gonna, you know, we can say this, but like, usually when you get to that age, you don't see somebody make the jump to that much ink. Exactly, like, you know, and he's like, like, "We're going." Yeah, like when you saw Tyler Sagan when he was on the GQ, like he's covered, but he started. He said he started when he was 16, 17, like. In, in the version, and, you know, I'm just something that, I don't know, I'm 47. Most of my friends are the same age. Like, we're not talking about, you know, maybe get something cute tucked away somewhere. We're not talking about <laughs> sleeves in our, uh, you know, as we approach our 50s. But good for him. Good for him. <laughs> well, I was listening to, I think it was for Friday's episode of um, the Locked On Canadians podcast um, uh-huh. with Scott and Laura. And they were talking about. Bergie's tattoos and Scott was saying that um he wonders if Bergie has like a secret chest piece like he's like covered like <laughs> where like all of his clothes cover but we just don't know because we don't see him in like shorts and shirtless and whatever so as we are as we are talking about Mark Bergevin and I'm and I'm imagining him walking into a restaurant with his purple clothes and his hair and his arms and his eyes and all that stuff can you can anybody name me right now a general manager who compares in like just presence swagger like no. swagger bearing yeah no. that's tough no. no none nobody comes close I, nope. I would even I would even say that he's when the general managers get together uh, I think he's probably like almost a loner. Like I don't yeah. see this. I don't see this guy hanging 
with like like a bunch of geeks. Like when he walks into certain places in the city, he's not walking in with like geeks. Like I know what a geek looks like. That's not a geek. You know. Uh, apologize to any geeks listening, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, Me, but guilty. Yeah, but uh, no, there's no way that this guy's like uh, running with. No. Uh, no. You know. No. Like I don't see it. He's he's got quite the story. Let's be honest here. Like how many guys are jacked? Like jacked, and now yeah. he's got like tats to the elbows. Yeah, pretty much he's, everybody he's that's involved. He's just standing there the... serving food. Yeah. And then and like I just said, walking. That, the picture threw me off. Like I said, I thought it was just a line <laughs> cook that like worked at you know some some side place, and I'm, I look for like, yeah, all those he eyes. Lo- he looks like yeah, like if you were to. Google, you know, the top 10 restaurants in Montreal and their chefs. <laughs> yes. Look yeah, like he, knows, right there. he knows how to they're make tatted a up nice and balsamic ready glaze. To go. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Not running the Habs, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's quite something. And to be the general manager of the Montreal Canadiens, no matter what you think of the Montreal Canadiens state of the franchise right now, it's uh, that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to have on your resume. Anyway. I'm a fan. That's it. Yeah. No, no. It's 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 elite to have that. Uh, yeah. Uh, on your resume. Yeah. For sure. So I'm going to kind of take the truck and go way back to a conversation we had before about offer sheets. <laughs> so Simon, you're talking about offer sheets. What do you know about Ryan Graves in Cor- uh, in Colorado? Uh, I don't know. Not enough to break the bank. All right. Gotcha. Not oh, enough. not enough to break the bank. No, I was just um, I I did a bit of cap friendly stuff and looked at his uh stats and stat wise 25 years old left-handed d rfa with an entry-level contract i'm kind of wondering like i don't know enough about colorado's uh, situation for the for montreal to uh take advantage of it if they could but like aside from tory krug it'd be like eric gustafson it'd be devin taves um those type of guys tj brody maybe I yeah, know. I like I, I like that, but again, I think there's there's so it's so layered here. Like I wouldn't want to be an NHL general manager right now because no. one with the draft and two, if they don't get in the games that they want to get in and the revenues from television aren't that strong, and the salary cap has to come down. If everybody takes a haircut, including the players, like if you know 10% of the cap comes off because 10% of salaries come down, then fine, and then. It's, it's status quo. But again, if there's less revenues to go around, you know, the Canadians have to flex their muscle when it comes to their ability to, to pay people and maybe overpay. And if there's some teams out there that have a self-imposed cap that they're going to play, you know, 15% below the cap, hell or high water. Well, I, I think those are the teams that you have to go and circle and see what they want for, you know, maybe a late 20 defense, late 20 year old defenseman or something like that. I, I think, the help's going to come in in the form of an offer sheet with a big-time player, or it's going to become uh, through a trade. Like uh, Again, but the trade's going to be kind of like the Yoel Armia. You th- we'll take this terrible contract off your hands, and we'll take this guy, and we'll take Yoel Armia off your hands as well, I think. Right. I think that's where it might come from. A little oh. bit of creativity rather than just parting ways with a, a first-round pick or a second round pick. And then when you start just offering third round picks and stuff like that, I don't think you bring anybody over uh, that's going to be impactful unless somebody that everybody whiffed on at the, wherever he was, he was rotting away and he turns out to be a baller, but that's tough to do. For sure. Speaking of offer sheets, what, what ended up happening? Was Carolina going to be in the playoffs in this 2014 format? Yes. Right. I would imagine they were ahead of the Canes, right? Uh, wild yes. card we're spot, th- I believe. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Within a wild okay. card spot, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Just because I'm wondering about their finances. I haven't opened yeah. the NHL app in so long, it's taking forever. Oh. Yeah, that's the yeah, perfect Carolina's one, Veronica. Yeah. Having yeah, trouble. That's the perfect one, right there. Strapped for cash. Uh, you know, yeah. That, that's who you, you know. Paid Aho a bunch of money. for them. Yeah, I, I don't, but Aho, I think $8 million is an absolute steal. Uh, I think you did them a, almost a favor by locking that guy in for $8 million for five but, years. But the front-loaded bonuses is what I'm talking about for this year. Look, that's going to hurt, but I don't think that's going to bother. 
I think, but that's the team you need. Billionaire there, Dolan. No, not Dolan. Dolan. Yeah, that's the team you gotta find. A team that 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 team that is with young talent or whatever talent. You know, they signed that Jay Gardner. That's not working. So you don't want to take Jay Gardner back. But maybe that's what you want to do. You want to find a team that. You know, financially, they can't handle Arizona, another team, maybe Florida if they miss the playoffs and they spent a lot of money on Bobrovsky. You, you go there and you see what, you know, do them a favor by taking a contract off their hands. I am. The only thing I'm really scared about is if somehow, again, theoretically, that if, say, Arizona becomes the uh, the scope that the Habs are looking through, if somehow the Habs land Taylor Hall, I don't know how I should feel about it. <laughs> because yeah, Terrell Hall is a great player. It also seems that he, every team that he's a part of, gets cursed in one way or another. I'd I'd be willing to live with the curse. Okay, okay. okay. I'm not a, I'm not a superstitious person either, but yeah. just it just looking at the history, there's something weird with that poor kid. But I don't know. It 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 would be really interesting to see how that would play out in the end. Yeah, that, and again, Arizona. I think that's 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 the target you're looking at. You know, maybe they want young prospects. Maybe they want a, a young player. Uh, and you, you know, you know, I don't know how interested Taylor Hall's. I don't know that, but that's that's the that's the player. I think you need to find yourself a guy that if you cross your fingers and he plays with the you know with a Gallagher and, and maybe a Domi or whoever that guy. 80, 80 points. And then that's how your team gets better. It's such an interesting, it's that player is so interesting for me because there were all of these terrible um, rumors uh, after he left Edmonton and then he went on and he was the, the MVP. Yeah. And then, and then like, there's a lot of talk about how, or there's a lot of talk. I'm sounding like Trump. Um, I heard through from different some many people are saying that that's what we'll go with that um he was not missed by his teammates when he left new jersey and so i mean that was one team that was one guy that i have my eye on and i was quite open on twitter about let's make him a hab but there you know these these stories follow him but then i'm thinking Okay, so maybe none of his teammates and blah blah blah. But what about all the all of the talk about that New Jersey team that not even PK Subban could be good on? Um, mm-hmm. Like you know, very young, not a very good team. Blah blah blah. Like maybe maybe Taylor Hall does have like you know there is. It's not all black and white with this player, and I'm not necessarily no, always going to believe this stuff that I hear. No, and and you can. And, and maybe that might be true, but I'll use a Dennis Rodman uh, narcissist, the man, you know, like, but under the right conditions with the light, right leadership, uh, you know, and Taylor Hall is not Dennis Rodman, but, you know, I'm, I'm pretty certain I heard the same nonsense about Phil Kessel when he left Toronto. And, yes. you know, when we talk about Crosby and Malkin winning those cups, you, uh, shame on anybody who doesn't bring up Phil Kessel's name in that. He was just, I, I can't remember which one of the two cups. I believe the the, the first of the two. He, he, I he, they, I thought he was robbed of the uh, Conn Smythe Trophy. I thought he was. Oh, the, in, absolutely. In the there, Simon. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, and then in the series against the Capitals, uh, when they the, the they had to get by the Capitals, he was better than Crosby and he was better than Malkin in the most important. To me, it wasn't even the, the finals that was the most important series. It was the Capitals that gave the the, the Penguins. Uh, their biggest fits, and if it wasn't for Phil Kessel, they'd never play in a Stanley Cup final. So, and yeah. and there's baggage with Phil Kessel. So again, uh, you you just hope that you know. Look at Max Domi; he was doing nothing in Arizona. He comes yes. here, we have a big market. Shea Weber, you know, is here, and Terry Price, and 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 Brendan Gallagher, and the big market resonates with him. Sometimes that's that's all it is, you know. And mm. and for Taylor Hall, again, I don't know enough about him. Just kind of. A, quiet guy you know mm-hmm. they say the same thing about tyler Sagan too he's young maybe an immature but but he's good at hockey so you, you got to take the you know they're not all going to be brendan gallagher's they're not all going to be filled filled the nose we're talking about 24 25 guys from every walk of life and mm-hmm. so many different countries it's it's you know it's it's coach gets a lot of money 
gets paid about $5 million a year to figure out how to make it work. So if you expect every guy to show up in Brendan Gallagher, then coach, no disrespect. There's no, if everybody shows up and it's Brendan Gallagher, there's really no reason to pay you $5 million. No. You know, uh, <laughs> you know, once the anthem is done, your work is almost done, but not everybody is Brendan Gallagher. So that's why you get paid a lot of money and you got to make it work. 100%. Yes. Yes, sir. Now, Michel Therrien said that he didn't, he had to remember to talk to Gallagher because he did not have to talk to the guy. <laughs> no. They, they were, they were, the Therrien squad uh, was, a, was a good, was an easy squad to coach. I think, you know, Galchenyuk a little bit, you know, a young guy, not mm. ideal for him and Terry. I don't think that was a good mix, but you didn't have to talk to Markov. You didn't have to talk. To, you didn't no. even have to talk to Radulov. You didn't have to, definitely didn't have to talk to Pukanich. You didn't have to talk no. to, 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 to uh, Gallagher. Point. That was, that, the, the club, the loss of the Rangers, that was, and that's the thing, like when we talk, you know, every once in a while, you know, I'll be at a golf tournament. I, I don't talk with NHL coaches, but, you know, guys from the queue, assistant coaches, you know, even a guy like Bobby Dallas. And, and you talk about how important it is and how coaches just don't want guys that need to be motivated. That's it's the one thing like so that I, I would imagine when we're watching Drew, it becomes, you know, it's frustrating. Like the nights he's on and nights he's off. It's the one thing that drives uh, not, I shouldn't say drive coaches crazy, but it's the one thing that makes your coaching a lot more difficult when you know you have to get after guys and get on guys. And you look at that squad that the Habs had with the Rangers, there's nobody, Radulov, Lekanen, none of them, nothing. Everybody was self-motivated. Everybody, you know, because on paper, they weren't, there was a lot of teams that were better than them, a lot of teams that were better than them. Uh, but those guys just all able to flip that switch. That's right. So now, I just got tingles. That's right. Yeah. I like Granted. that team. I, I like that team a lot. Yeah. That was a good yeah. team for sure. It's one of the teams that uh, really got me into things. Granted, we are starting to come on the end of our time though. Okay. So. So do I have, have any final for thoughts. Simon. Just, a, just a final final question. Just yeah. so you, Simon, you're okay. Your family's okay. Everybody's okay. Yeah, we're good. My wife is going back to work uh, on uh, Monday. And uh, I'll be working from home a lot. We'll see what happens with the, the market the next couple of I, I'm not worried about the, the next couple of weeks will be okay uh, because, you know, a lot of the people I'm working with are, you know, late 2019 clients, early 2020. So they were motivated to either sell or to buy or to downsize or to, to make okay. that move. It'll be interesting to see what happens in, in you know, August and September. Uh, will we have a slowdown then when everybody's back at work, but everybody's still, you know, saving their pennies and maybe not the ideal time to, uh, to upgrade and even downgrade because, it, you know, downgrading comes at expense. You got to sell, you got to buy, welcome taxes, yes. moving, all that stuff, you know, and you want to buy a new stove all of a sudden. So I, I think the next couple of months are going to be weird. Uh, I don't expect to be uh, overwhelmed with work, but I'm more, I shouldn't say concerned, but uh, I don't know what, like, August, September, and October hold uh, in the real estate market right across the country. I, I think as it gets better, things will get back to a little bit normality. But there's definitely going to be a, a period there that we're going to be wondering what the hell we're doing. Hmm. We should run a, um, hey, free coffee ad That's for it. you. Yeah, you should. We, sh we should record one yeah. for you. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. Yeah. And all our listeners, the majority of our listeners are in Montreal. So uh, get the word out there. Yeah, that's it. Slowly. I, I'm not going to rush anybody. Everybody just stay safe and, and yeah. enjoy. The, you know what? I, I got to say, there's been elements of this that I, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed. As much as my kids should be in school and should be learning. Uh, but it's nice to have them around a little bit. Uh, my wife, too. You know, she's in, we're enjoying it. Make it just kind of make the best of it, man. Yes. You know, like that's I, I talked about it with my guys uh, very quickly. My father-in-law, the classic Greek immigrant, literally came uh to canada with like my dad with absolutely uh nothing but my dad passed away when i was, when I was five so i i talked to my father-in-law a lot and he's like you know he does he gives us the old you guys complain a lot and we're like okay relax old man everything <laughs> and he's like dude he's like do you know that when i was a child and my father-in-law now when i was a child if you would have told me hey evan when you're gonna be in your 20s you're gonna go live uh in a home with a roof with heating air conditioning, you can have as many vegetables as, as you want, and you can eat meat every day, and you can have hot water. 
He goes to me, Simon, if somebody would have told me that when I was nine years old, I would have said, oh, my God, am I going to be a king? Yeah. He goes, because he goes, when I was growing up in a village in Greece, the only people that lived like that were kings. Well, they were the only ones that had heating and air conditioning and hot water and meat as often as they wanted. And he told me that years ago, and I always tell my wife how that resonated with me. He's like, I only thought kings lived like this, Simon. So take everything for granted. Don't take anything. Excuse me. Don't take anything for mm -hmm. granted. Enjoy it. So it sucks. Uh, the last two months have been garbage, but you know what? You make the best of it. That's right. Hundred percent. Yeah. Shall we end on that note? Yes. Like yeah. So, for the listeners, goodbye. Have a good one, guys.